A couple of weeks ago, uh, I spoke about the problem with prayer. Can anyone remember that? I asked one of my interns this morning, could they remember the message from two weeks ago? The blank look on their face was absolutely horrific to me. But I spoke about the problem with prayer. We're not going to name names though, Jaden, so I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> I can actually, when I, when I did that message, I sensed a season, uh, uh, like a series coming on. And so I want to continue that. It is developing into a series. I've actually got another message has already been uh, done for online. Uh, and uh, and I, I want to do a bit of a series just looking at problems, 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 which is never generally a great way to go about speaking. Um, but just so that you understand, the context is, you know, really the human problems we have. This has been a series about the human connecting with the divine because to tell you the truth I don't think there's any issues with the divine I don't think God's got a problem but as human beings often the limitations of our dust nature remember we're just a handful of dust God went that dust nature sometimes creates problems for us and the fact is being connected to our creator is a is is an amazing thing Uh, I remember when I first came to Jesus at 21 years of age and became a worshipper of God and hope and vision and life and power to change things that were destroying my life flowed into me simply because I became a worshipper. So worshipping God is an amazing thing and the fact is we are created as people, as as humankind, we are created to worship. Uh, Everyone worships something. The fact is, if, if you don't worship the creator, uh, the early theologian Paul wrote, you will worship the creation. Uh, and in our society, that tends to translate to things of wood and stone and leather and tin. And, and if, you know, sometimes we look back at ancient forms of worship and we might, um, we might think it's a bit funny what people worshipped. But I think people back then would probably think it was quite funny that we worshipped things that had internal combustion engines. Just some of us. You'll worship something. Oh, but I don't believe in anything. I don't believe in God. I don't believe there is anything. Well, it's okay. Just be careful. That's cool. (laughs) It's not hard to fall into the trap of worshipping your own opinion. It's really easy to set your own opinion up and then bow down to it unwittingly. And I find it ironic that often people of faith, Christians are uh, portrayed in our secular society as being people who live in a very small and narrow world. Why is that? Because we believe in the supernatural. We believe that things can be happening beyond what we can pick up with our, with our senses, that the divine intervention is possible. And there's other people who don't believe that. Tell me who lives in the smaller world. Tell me who lives in a closed circuit system. It isn't people of faith. Worship is an amazing thing. And the moment you begin to worship, as I said, vision begins to flow and hope begins to flow and purpose in life begins to flow as we worship God. Worship is an amazing thing. So why do we have a problem doing it sometimes? If you're honest. 
Worshipping God, if it's so wonderful, why do we struggle to do it sometimes? Or is it just me? I want to speak to us about the problem. Don't get too vocal, Jaden. I'll pick on you. (laughs) The problem with worship. The problem with worship. John chapter 4, verse 24. And I've been reading, as I said, out of the easy translation of the scriptures. And uh, I love the way that it puts this passage so simply. God is spirit. People who worship him must worship from their spirits in a true way. The uh, the older versions say things, worship him in spirit and in truth. But I just love the way that that puts it because it is so simple. Right here, Jesus is redefining worship and he redefines it so simply. And as a matter of fact, it's probably such an obvious truth. If God is a spirit, then the only way you can really worship him is from your spirit. It's not necessarily a physical thing. It's not a mental thing. It's not a thought process, but from deep within our being needs to flow this desire to glorify God that translates to all of our life, transforms our lives. And I love the way that Jesus puts it so simply. And and one thing worth noting is when Jesus redefined worship in this way, in his incredible way that he had of making things so simple, so clear, so penetratingly real. Sorry, Steph. Some people saw me anoint you. I'll come over. Oh, sorry, Camilla. I'll just step back. How's that? When Jesus redefined it, it made every other form of worship known to that point redundant. It superseded ancient worship rites, animal sacrifice, human self-flagellation, beating yourself up to somehow be pleasing to God was all superseded in this statement that you must worship God from your spirit. So what are the problems? Here's some of the problems I think that we can have. One is really poor forms or poor definitions of what worship is. And have really poor definitions. We can be caught up in a moment and think it's about work, it's about singing and it's about music. I mean, that second song this morning, when we got to the hey ho the first time, I was exploding on the front row. I love it, but it's easy if we're not careful. You can get caught up in a moment and be conscious of the moment, the music, and not be conscious of God. And it's not that singing and music is not worship, it's just incomplete. It's not all there is to do with worship. There's a principle in Scripture of point of first mention, where when something is first mentioned in Scripture, often it becomes a principle that you can then trace through the whole biblical story. And interestingly, in Scripture, the first mention of worship is actually Abraham or Abram, going up the mountain to sacrifice his son, Isaac. And for Abram, I'm sure it was a very difficult day, but it was not an unfamiliar day. He would have seen his father do it, all of her of the Chaldees that he had left. He had grown up in an environment of child sacrifice. It did not seem unreasonable that he thought Jehovah wanted him to do the same. And I love this because God met him where he was at, but he didn't leave him there. He goes up the mountain 
and learns that God doesn't want your children. He's not like any other God. Actually, this God provides for you. And he came away with a totally different revelation. But here's the thought. Even though Abraham didn't have to sacrifice, didn't have to do the physical thing, he had to cross the bridge in his heart first. He'd sacrificed Isaac before he even bound the sticks on the donkey and went up the mountain. He'd made the decision that if this is what God wants, and that is worship. Not in the form, not in the act, but in the crossing the bridge of the heart, which, which leads me to the next problem I have with worship sometimes. And that is I have to surrender my will. I have to surrender my will if I want to worship God. It's, I, I love singing, but it's not just about singing. I love saying I'm a worshiper. I, I love, I, I'm happy to own the name of Jesus. But ultimately that demands a surrender of the will that is rarely convenient. Have you noticed? <laughs> I don't know. God's many things. I'm not sure he's convenient. And it can be such a struggle when it's at an inconvenient time, when it is lay your life down. And it's, man, I want to be a worshiper, but I have a problem with that. The surrender of will, it doesn't suit. It's not comfortable. Sometimes we actually become self-conscious, even just in this form of worship. Even this simple expression, we become more aware of people around us than we become of God. And it's a problem that we're not God conscious, but we're man conscious. We're not God pleasers, but we become man pleasers. Can I just speak specifically to us men? It's not everyone, but I think men struggle with expression a lot more than than the girls do. Can I just encourage you? It changes your heart when you go, I'll be a fool for you. I'm happy to be a fool for you. I'm not such an arrogant, proud man that has to stand here and act like I've got it all together. My goodness me, if any of us talk to your wife, we know you haven't. (laughs) But it'll actually break something inside you. If you can actually lift a hand. If you can actually really, truly surrender your heart. If you can go, you know what, I don't care who's watching Because I'm worshipping. I'm not worried about eyes in the back of my head. I'm worried about the eyes that are looking at my heart. But sometimes that's a problem for us, that we struggle to overcome that. And, uh, And I think the third thing that I can think of, just off the top of my head, this could be a 50 point message, you do realize this, is it demands allegiance. What's the problem with worship? It demands allegiance. We become what we worship. We become what we worship. You know, recently we had a garage sale and someone turned up that I'd known years ago, back when I used to race cars. And uh, he's a great guy. He turned up, I actually, before I even seen, if you'd told me he was coming, I probably could have told you what he would be wearing. 
because he had the black T-shirt on that was either Megadeth, Akadaka or Queen, I'm not sure, something that crawled out from under a rock in the 70s, whatever. And he's got that on, he's got the long greasy hair, he's got the whole thing going on and it was like talking to a time capsule from my youth. Because you become just like what you worship. Worship demands allegiance. And if you worship Jesus, one of the problems we have is straight away our attitudes, our behaviors, our decision-making, everything comes under scrutiny. And we have to align our life with him. That's what allegiance means, to be aligned with. And yet there's often so much of us in our dust, in our humanity, that is not lined up with the divine at all. It's actually counter. Who's ever tried to worship God with a really bad attitude? Unforgiveness in your heart? Hey, don't do that. You're a hypocrite. Jesus said, you're better off going and fixing it than come back. Don't do that. Don't play the hypocrite. Don't let your heart go hard. The fact is, if your heart's soft... Worship will challenge your humanity every time. And, and worship means more than, as I said, just singing a song, whatever it is. It means that everything I see in Jesus, I must be prepared to embrace and become. To align my life with who he is. Oh man, sometimes I've got a problem with that. Timmy Peters doesn't. He's an absolute saint. Just ask Prue, she'll tell you. I had no comment from Prue. But, but do you feel that too? See, if you're really worshipping, whether you're singing, whether you're reading your Bible, whether you're driving down the street, admiring a beautiful day, if you're really worshipping at some point, there's going to be a deep call to align your life with his life to be as he was in this world, to be his hands and his feet, to be his expression of love and grace, mercy towards others. There will be the deepest calling that transforms you. Worship transforms us. Worship is the most amazing thing. Again, the the hope, the love, the joy, the peace, the power, the purpose that comes into our life. All of those things happen. But there's one thing that's even more important, and that is intimacy. If you worship God, you will know God. You will know God. There's an old um, old phrase I heard many, many years ago that, remember, I wrote it in my first ever Bible, uh, which I've got somewhere on a bookshelf falling apart. Um, But I wrote it in the front cover, and, and it simply said, God does not have favorites, but he does have intimates. And I remember writing that down as a new Christian and just thinking, that's what I want to be. You know, if I can't be anything else, I just want to know you. And I know that's your heart. I know that's your heart. Let's not let the dust of our humanity become a problem or stay a problem. It always will be a problem on some level. But let's determine to move through the dust of our humanity. 
I want to ask us just a couple of questions as we close. I might be nearly out of time, but I'm just going to rush them through. Do I truly see worship as more than just singing or church services? Do I see worship as more than that? Am I able to switch off my five natural senses and be absorbed by His Spirit? Because that's what I think worshipping in spirit is. It's becoming unconscious of all this and very conscious of this. The practical question, how long since I've intentionally worshipped in and from my spirit? Choosing to open my heart totally and let your spirit connect. How long? How long since you've practiced an unguarded moment with God? A moment of abandon, a moment of God, whatever you say, whatever you want. That's what I want to be because that's worship. Is my self-determination or my will still challenged when I try to get close to God because hey if it isn't you're either a saint or there's a problem well you're all saints I know that you're either perfect or there's a problem because if we genuinely are connecting with him our will will always be challenged our self-determination who we want to be will always be challenged by who he created us to be we just stand as we as we close um, father we give ourselves to you right now and we want to be worshipers we want we certainly want to move beyond some of the problems that we can sometimes have we want to be worshipers true worshipers who worship from the center of our being and become exactly like what we worship who we worship in Jesus name in Jesus name while our heads are bowed our eyes are closed my friend you may never have come to a point of surrender where you opened your heart to Jesus Christ God loves you Jesus came to show and reveal the love of God the forgiveness of God that there's actually no issue between you and God he's just waiting for you to open your heart to him And you can do that right now in the closing moments of this service. Just open your heart. Surrender your heart. Say something like, Jesus, come into my life. I want to know you. I want to become a worshiper of you. You can do that in the simplest of ways. And Pastor Sue is going to share with us how to follow through on that. 